to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. We're back for the final episode with Matt Dell. We conclude the alphabetical bracket. It's time for Categorized. You've been listening to us, hopefully, for the past three weeks. This is episode four of our special Categorized Bracket Showdown. We're concluding it all. We're finding out the best movie based on alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did way back when. In December 2020, we concluded our categorized alphabet edition where we named our favorite movies from each letter of the alphabet, giving us 52 movies. And our amazing guest, Matt Dell from the Here's How It Goes podcast has built this incredible bracket and we are in the final round, our final eight, as he says. Yes. And if you haven't heard any of our episodes, please go back and check them out. It'd be silly for you to be here if you haven't. If, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you're starting right now, choice. that's a strange one to start on. There's been a lot of things that you could miss, so you might want to go back to the first of four. This is the fourth episode of this one. Now, we are all together in a living room area, so you're going to hear some overlap. This is the first time this has happened since before the pandemic. And we're so excited. Matt, please start us off with the final eight. All right. Final eight here. I guess you'd call this what? The semifinals? The quarterfinals, I guess? I, I was never good at that kind of stuff. Figuring Me out neither. what final Me we're on. neither. But let's just get right into it here. And we're going to go with Empire Strikes Back versus Die Hard. I mean, I already Sophie's Choice Empire Strikes Back over Stand By Me. So for me, this is Empire Strikes Back over Die Hard. I think that definitely Empire Strikes Back over Die Hard. Ask yourself, what are the things you remember about the film? Those set pieces, that score, that surprise. You know, like Darth. Brilliant. And who doesn't want to be taken back to a time when they love Star Wars? Because it's not now. Sorry, Matt, what do you think? <laughs> I uh, This is a real Sophie's Choice for me, real, but I think it's Empire Strikes Back. Boom. I think it has to be. I, I think mean, so, too. Just, I mean, I know I don't have the same memories or the same feeling now as I did at the time, but I remember my my very being melting and I found out that Vader was his father. It yeah. just destroyed me. Like, what a twist. What a twist. Which maybe isn't that big of a twist, but for my, like, whatever, seven-year-old mind, that was a real twist. It was the twist. It It is still the like, twist. Like, it's, it's like still It's like the ending of Psycho, Empire Strikes Back, and maybe Harry Potter when Snape is actually the good guy? Mm, even Harry Potter, no. Because everyone already read it in the books. This was That's right. Yes, this was good call. Original. All right, here. A few good men versus Beauty and the Beast. That's that's not great. Wow. For me, because oh my god, Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh my god, I'm gonna go (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. 
Really? You're going Beauty and the Beast? Really? I'm going Beauty and the Beast. I love how shocked you are. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I think I'm going to go Beauty and the Beast. Matt, what are you going to do? Well, he's going to go A Few Good Men. I'm A Few Good Men. I've yeah. never been a Beauty and the Beast lover. I know. I, uh, and now it's going to be me who chooses. This is your Disney princess, as we've heard. Your Disney princess. You've I said know. it three times. But, like, is it a better movie? Now here comes the big question. A Few Good Men mm. versus Beauty and the Beast. What is the better movie? Or do you go with your favorite? Like I did with my cousin Vinny over get out which still i it's been a week i'm haunted by this you probably <laughs> you probably would have voted had we all voted my like had had you been the tiebreaker you would have voted get out i know you would have you don't know i do know you don't know i know uh okay so but they're both good films i mean beauty and the beast was nominated for an oscar it was it Best is a picture. great film but I have seen it recently, and it is still a simplistic children's film. It's great. And it doesn't have, you know, like the adult level to the same level of many other films. A Few Good Men, on the other hand, I only really just saw it. And even with the recency thing, I don't have any emotional connection to A Few Good Men, really mm-hmm. at all. It was shockingly depressing coming out of it and yet i felt fine walking out of it that being said as we all know i want to make movies that are fun to watch and also say something about the world that's true Mm -hmm. and a few good men is that it is fun to watch and it really says something about the world and i really love jack nicholson fuck what am i gonna do what am i how do i choose don't look at me you know what i'm doing you know what matt's doing it all comes down you got to look into your heart. Beauty and the Beast, because I think that it has a bigger impact on the world. A Few Good Men. Oh, well, okay. I mean, that's a good answer. A Few Good Men, I think, you know, I don't think it's going to be remembered 50 years from now, but Beauty and the Beast will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, in I, the same I mean, way, I agree. You know? Okay. 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 You know where my thoughts lie. Sure do. <laughs> All right. Well, we kind of we kind of already mentioned it in in that sort of personal battle we went through right there. So let's just get to it. Get out versus let the right one in. <gasps> that is that's your that's your nemin- that that's the worst thing that could happen no, for you. No, it's easy. You whoa why oh oh well it's it's easy for me how. It's get out. Over. Okay. Over. Over. Let the right one in. Absolutely. Mm. You want me to go first? No, no, no. I'm just. I'm just looking at you because I'm. I'm baffled. I'm baffled. To me, this is an easy one, uh, but to, it's not as easy as I think. What you think? To me, I. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. Battle I think this. it's get out. But I also then think of let the right one in, and okay, I'm like, well, then here we go. I'll let you have a little personal battle because. My vote is let the right one in. Oh, my God. What? Yep. Why? I like get out. Full stop. No but. And if, ands, or buts. But. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 race car. And it, that's, I mean, that's where this hat hangs. This movie hangs its hat. And it's a great hanger. 
to put something on. It's it's a twist. It's fresh. It's new. It's race relations in the world. It's all that. But without that, the movie's is a simple movie to me. It has the same stupid tropes of people going up the stairs instead of out the door. It has the same things of just give that guy one more stomp on his head before you leave the room to make sure he's dead. And it it annoyed me in those ways. So I, if I'm looking at a movie that sort of shocks me, like it doesn't shock me as much as it did. I think it's an important movie. I think everyone should see. I think it's got a good message. I think it's a f- great first movie by Jordan Peele. And it's probably, well, I should say it is his best movie to date. It's To me, it's not as good as Let the Right One In. It doesn't have the emotional feelings I have. There's I feel weight more, the weight, the, the emotional right weight. Has the heady weight, mm. the brain weight, if you want to call it that, the thick, but my heart. My, the feelings I feel goes to let the right one in. You know, it's funny. I didn't think there was that much of the going up the stairs when you should have been going out the door. I One of the things that Get Out does the best for me is that I kind of fully understand all those decisions. Because in the weight or in the, in the context of visiting... Mm-hmm. Your girlfriend who you think you're going to like spend the rest of your life with like her parents. It changes everything. It changes everything that he would do and why he would do it. It doesn't matter how creepy things are. It's. I found it a bigger twist that the. And this is spoilers, I guess, if no one here has seen Get Out or if you're listening, you haven't seen it. But when you find that the daughter's in on it. Yes. That's a bigger twist than like the race aspect. Of yes. It to me. Oh, yeah. I don't think the race aspect of it even is the twist. No, it just makes it interesting and makes it a conversation piece. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I don't, I'm not trying to, to, to belittle it, but that's what I mean. I think you take that out and it's not that interesting of a horror movie. Except that that is. That like, is the movie, though. That's that the is thing. the movie. It's like, it's the heart of it. Let and, me ask the both of you. Is Get Out timely or timeless? Timely. I think it's timeless. And the reason I think it's timeless is that I think race relations, no matter what, are, are always constant, have been around throughout the history of humans. And we are not, you know, like it's not like we're, we've moved past anything. Right. So I think that that is timeless. Like, I, not. Not to be an asshole, but I think, you know, when you look, when two people look different, it just is what it is. They just look different. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, on on some level, a movie that seeks to talk about that, that says, hey, why are we pretending it doesn't exist? Or, uh, like, why are we, this has been a bedrock of who we are as humans. Um, it has been a thing that we've not talked about. And I think that the way that they even approach that aspect of it in the film is very interesting. I would, I agree with you. I think a movie that does that aspect better is something like, um, God, why am I losing the name of it right now? Um, Spike Lee's movie. Do the oh, right do the, right, do the right, thing? right thing. I love do the right thing. About people looking different and being different, but from the same neighborhood. And 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, that why to me isn't is that door. movie here? That to movie is timeless. Well, because we picked Die Hard and some other D movie. We're idiots. <laughs> Let me just say, past us are idiots. Do the right thing should have been here. Maybe we hadn't watched it yet. Because it, well, it was it was Die Hard and Days and Confused. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard and Dazed and Confused. Look, Do the Right Thing, we definitely had watched because we talked about it when I still was working at the radio station. And in 2020, we were working at home. So we definitely had seen it. Yeah, but by the time one of us, we, did, we didn't, co- like, it took us years to make the list. So the D's, that we is probably, also true. That would have been episode four that we would have done in, like, season one. Sure. So maybe maybe we hadn't seen it at that time. And well, as we've said, like thoughts on movies change. We could have the same. We could pair these same movies up or start this whole 52 movie list over again. And it would be totally different. different But I think we will both agree. Okay, so there's a disagreement about the timely and timeless on Get Out. But I think we all can agree that Let the Right One In is timeless. Yes. Ish. Yes. Yes. Ish. The way it was made, what it's about, who it affects. It plays with the timelessness, but is that film an Because aesthetic? it's also a film about poverty. Does it really exist outside of its time? Like, it does feel very 2010s. Yes. Let the right one in does? I feel like it feels like something out of the 80s. Interesting. It's an impoverished community that doesn't have all of the needs that other rich communities would have. And so this vampire can prey on it. Feels very 2010s in the wake of. <laughs> but but we could say that about anything right now, right? But you right could say now, that about right? anything, yeah. I think I'm going to go with let the right one in. You're changing your vote? I never said my vote. I asked you guys questions. Oh, wow. Let the right one in over get out. What a mistake. What a mistake. Wow. <laughs> wow. Way to make me feel bad. I, it's, again, I, it's nothing. I, well, I guess it is a little bit of a, a thing against get out but i i like that movie i like that movie too I think I, we an, know I we think like it because it's in the final eight i think it's an important in some ways i think it is a more important movie than let the right one in you were to go and show one of these movies to a school or a group of children or something totally i the message behind it is more important but the way it emotionally i'm a more emotionally tied to let the right one in i i think so too and and you know me like i loved all the messages and themes and get out and it's super fun but that weight that matt was talking about i think that's got to count for something and that's why i'm going let the right one in it's funny that weight is why i have not easily return to that movie every time i go to watch it i'm like i don't know if i can experience that you've way. seen requiem for yeah, a dream nine the girl times says has watched so. that movie like every friday night because <laughs> <laughs> that's how you want to de-stress you've seen after requiem a week for a work. dream nine times there's no don't don't tell me about weight <laughs> all right then here we go let's see if this battle is any better or worse 12 angry men Versus Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I think it's, uh, I mean, I don't think that this one's as hard. I think it's 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men. (sighs) Yeah, I'll go 12 Angry Men. That's a a little tougher for me. I I don't say it as fast, but yeah. I mean, it it is. Like, you just see it and it's like, that is. It is. That's what that is. It just is. It just is. All right. But if that was up against Let the Right One In, I think we would have had a more 
detailed conversation. Maybe. And if Indiana Jones was up against something else, maybe we would have had that detailed conversation. You know, I think that is part of it, is that it's those two movies up against each other. The choice is kind of easy. Yeah. All right, here. Whiplash versus Evil Dead 2. Wow. I mean, this actually changes things, because, like... Now, here's a discussion. Here's a discussion. So, Evil Dead 2, this campy, crazy awesome horror comedy and doing something that I don't even know has been done since or before, which is this like remake slash sequel where it's like they remade the first movie, but then changed it and made it a a sequel somehow. That's a good point. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it is basically following all the beats of the first one. Cause how do you make a sequel to the first one? Well, you have to get rid of all of your people. Mm-hmm. And start again. Well, no, I'm not going to get rid of Bruce Campbell. We're doing this movie again. Right. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and, Essentially, yeah. And to also like Ooh. lean into it, you know. So does comedy. that give it a demerit? Because they already had a first try. I don't think so. Because I think like Maybe. what a revolutionary place to be in to be like, oh, my first movie was actually funnier than I intended. Let me lean into the comedy and see what I can create. Again, he also like played with frame rates, brought in sound design. They did it on a very inexpensive budget. This was like indie filmmaking at its core, which honestly Whiplash also is because it started as a short film that then got proof of like as a proof of concept. I'm never going to understand your argument that The Evil Dead was a funny movie. It just was. It is funny. Not the as the Evil not Dead. A, the Evil Dead. Like which one? Which one are you talking the about? First the, original. One. the original. The original Evil is Dead funny. Two is very, very funny. It's funnier, but the first one is funny. Oh, the first one scares the shit out of me. I don't get it. Ah. Okay, then we have Whiplash. So Whiplash is, to your point, yes, kind of an indie film. It's his first. It's a debut. You could argue this is Sam Raimi's second chance at a debut. I don't know. This is in, this in is the same way. It's kind of funny that they're both kind of remakes because Damien Chazelle did a short film called right. Whiplash, yes, which uh, really blew everyone away, and then he kind of recreated it or remade it in this feature. So it's interesting that we've got these two movies facing off against right. each other. I'm gonna go Evil Dead. The rewatchability on Evil Dead Two is outstanding. Although Whiplash is also rewatchable in the same way that Requiem is. Like, when you just want that gut punch. What are you talking about? Requiem <laughs> is not rewatchable. <laughs> it is it is in the Whiplash way. Whiplash is really demanding of you to, like, go through this abuse with them. Yes. And to watch them go through the downfall. And then you kind of understand how they end up where they do and why. And it's sad a little bit. Cause it is a sad made movie bad choices by the it's end. a tragedy yeah like, even though they're doing everything they want to do in life it's tragic because they're going to be alone and the only people who will ever be happy are the two people who are who've lost yeah it's evil dead too for me makes it easy for me because i would have gone for whiplash yeah all right wow okay okay here we go. Oh God, I just I even hate just thinking about these these and I'm look because I'm looking at them. I'm just like, oh God. American History X versus Mad Max Fury Road. 
holy shit, that's hard. Hmm, that is hard. That is a hard one. You've got this weighty, small drama about race relations and bigotry and racism and hate. And you've got this epic joyride about uh, humanity and, like, climate change and keeping going in the face of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Is the upcoming Furiosa like actually looking exciting to anybody? Yeah. 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 Honestly, no. Yeah. I'm like really. I'm, I'm on the fence. Well, that's why I kind of paused. It has to be, it can't just be Fury Road again. No, no, no. And, and it's a whole new actress, so we're not going to get what Charlize brought. I'm all right with Anna Taylor-Joy, though. I like her. I don't know if she can do this movie. I think she can do the movie. Like, I think she's got the acting chops that, you know, and, and if anyone is going to be cast to be young Charlize, it's her. Really? Yeah. But I don't like, see it. I don't know that I love, I don't know. I worry, I just worry that it's going to take the character in a different level, on a different path, on a different trajectory. I'm not sure what they're going to bring to it. I'm worried that they're going to like really sex up and zhuzh everything. And I really hope to God they don't. I would like to have just seen Furiosa in that one film and that's it and never bring her back. And that would have been fine for me. I would have been really, really happy with just being able to go back and going like, that's the thing. Look. The reason Star Wars sucks now is because they keep prequeling it up and showing us things we never wanted to see, like the Kessel Run. No, I get you. You're just about to do that maybe with one of the best characters that you invented for a one-off movie, and it should have stayed a one-off movie. So when I think about Mad Max Fury Road, I also think of that. I also think they're doing more than they should, but we'll never see another American History X. And I don't think we'll see another film like American History X. American History, I mean, it's bold in what it shows. And it's so timely right now because I feel like so much of America is being, like, radicalized. I don't think there's any the film like American History X. radicalization and how it happens. And There might be. The way they tell that story, what that story is about. The black and white. The tragic ending, the ironic tragic. I wasn't ending. even thinking about the black and white back back shots. I mean, like you could say Oppenheimer has black and white flashbacks. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about here's this kid who gets radicalized through these flashbacks, and you realize it started from the father who dies, and it's just trauma, and it builds into radicalization, and then it's bullshit, and you learn that it's bullshit. There, I don't think there's another film you that know, takes you on that journey. The way you talk about it makes me think of America right now. Like, yeah. Of what America is going through right now with their like information silos that are literally radicalizing like middle America. Yeah. Maybe everyone needs to be watching American history. But we're right ab- now. So what I'm saying is we're about to see another movie like Fur- like Fury Road. Right. But we can't gonna... compare what is coming, and we yeah, don't and even know anything you can't about say it. Because there's something coming, it makes Mad Max worse. But 
I think it's fair to talk about American History X versus the world today versus maybe you sure. should be making more of this type of movie and less of sure. Joyride. Movies. Do you think that we like in your mind, will we see another film like American History X? Probably not. Do you think we'll see another movie like Fury Road? I feel like George Miller has four of them that he's going to just do at some point. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if that makes it as timeless as it should be. And I think, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got mine. Mine's American History Act. You know what? After this discussion, 100% American History Yeah, I was going to say, I was leaning towards Fury Road, but after listening to your impassioned speech, I'm going to go American History Act as well. What it's all about. I didn't know I had the power. I could I could just do an impassioned speech and flip Matt. Well, this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time. All right. Let me just take a look here. Okay. Here we go. Night of the Living Dead versus Jaws. No. Wow. That's quite a match. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think I know where my heart goes on this one. I know where my heart goes on this one. Mine goes to Jaws. Mine goes to Night of the Living Dead. Oh, wow. I go Jaws as well on this one. <gasps> Night of the Living Dead. Wow. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Night of the Living Dead. I love Night of the Living Dead. We all do. I love Jaws. I love Jaws. Though. That's why it got on the list in the first place. That's why it's up as far as but it But you know, got. it took me a few repeat viewings to get Jaws. And it, what? I, where I got Night of the Living Dead immediately. Took me one viewing of Requiem for a Dream to go. Ugh. I'm never watching it again. <laughs> All right. Last last matchup for this round. It's The rounds are coming faster now. Pulp Fiction versus Scream. Okay, that might be the toughest yet. I don't like it. What a horrible two things to put against each other. Okay, so they both reinvigorated new genres, right? And they both added like this like zippy dialogue thing to like they both they're kind of similar it's but kevin williamson is not quentin tarantino true no. but scream is like it really elevated that genre and brought back to life slashers and murder mysteries then again pulp fiction with its windy stories, I've not seen anything quite like Pulp Fiction before or after. But telling the story out of order? Not telling the story out of order. It is the way in which he is able to uh, have these multiple storylines intertwine with each other. It's so clever. And the playing with time within the storylines, so clever. And... And it's stylish in a way that Scream isn't stylish. You know, like Pulp Fiction, it's like they both have good scripts. They both bring a lot to genres. But like Pulp Fiction has is just more iconic, like visually uh, and, and, and even soundtrack wise. And, and again, I think the, the, the artistry in the crafting of the script, the ways that each... Like at the very end, you discover things that were in the storyline of the time. I don't know. I Scream is Wes Craven's best film. I was, th- I was as you were talking about it. That's what I was thinking. I think it is his best movie. But Pulp Fiction is not Tarantino's. But it's up. But there. I think. But I don't Pulp know Fiction can... is better than Scream. It's a what? better. If if we're asking ourselves what's the better movie, there are more. 
It's like pulp, every element in Pulp Fiction. Royale with cheese. Oh, yeah. He had to think that shit up. Bring out the gimp. Yes. There's another one. Watch that as a kid. Didn't even know that there was a rape scene in it at all. Or that what the gimp was. I thought it was like a funny costume. <coughs> Boy, watching that as an adult. Why are you watching these things as a kid? I had illegal cable. Uh, so think- I'm going to say Pulp Fiction. It's a hard one. Scream is like, I loved Scream. I still love Scream. I'm I'm so angry with where the franchise is at right now. Like so pissed off because they got it to a really good place. And now they've fired the the lead for stupid shit. And oh, yeah. Jenna Ortega's left. And that franchise is not going to. I don't know if it can recover. Well, with Jenna gone, it's over. It's over. So, like, I love Scream. I've watched that movie a hundred times. I went to more than movies before I was allowed to rent it and was like, I'm renting this for my mom. Like, so I could rent it. <laughs> and I, but it's Pulp Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction. I think it's Pulp Fiction. It's, it's the Pulp more Fiction. important film for the industry too. It's the more important film really in general. Yeah. Again, and it's more clever. It is as clever as Scream was. Pulp Fiction is more clever. And like talk about soundtracks. I mean, I love the Scream soundtrack. Oh, my God. Pulp Fiction? Come on. That dance scene with Uma Thurman to this day just like. It's amazing. They recreate that and be cool. Of course they do. And it's probably way worse. Because you can't recreate magic. Way worse. Why would you even try to recreate that? The chemistry they had. I mean, like that I think was one of the things about this movie that is maybe magic, maybe luck. I don't know what it was. Travolta and Uma Thurman had this sexual chemistry that made it very worrisome that he was hanging out with this like drug dealers oh my woman. god you're oh, reminding yeah. me of eric stoltz in the needle yep. yeah it was in our cat oh yeah it's pulp fiction that was a sweep right yeah yes feel bad is. for scream that that was a sweep well but, it's it's it fought its way yeah to the final eight it just isn't carrying on to the final four final four are we entering now we are entering the final four. Wow. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. This is, sorry. That, that, now we are in the final eight. Sorry, Ness. Yes. Now, that was the final 16, I guess. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right. We got four, four matchups here, guys. Four matchups. Here we go. Empire Strikes Back versus Beauty and the Beast. Okay. We know Matt's going. You know Empire. I'm Empire. Yeah. What are you going to go, Jay? Beauty and the Beast. I can't believe that. I'm leaving. <laughs> In a shock of all shocks. You want Empire? I think I'm going to go Empire. Wow. I am shocked. I am I shocked. I thought we were going to hear about Disney Princess for the fifth time. Oh, no, please don't let me talk you It's just that the, it's like Beauty and the Beast is a more simple story. And again, um, Luke, I am your father as far as movie history. Yep is just so important. And again, like Darth Vader, I just think he's such an effective character, you know, that has not, the the screen has not seen someone like him. And in terms of like 
set pieces. I mean, you were talking about like what are the things you remember, the visuals, the whatever, the score. True. I think for me, I also don't love musical. Like ultimately, I'm not a musical. Oh, person. that's true. I always forget that you're not a musical person. So that that's right. There is Empire something. Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. On. It is. There's also a scene in the dance hall of Beauty and the Beast that they use CG for the first time. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty outstanding. When they're dancing and they're like twirling. Twirling. That's, that's a CG. That's a computer animated shot, and people were like. How did they make a camera work in an animated film? Wow. Beauty and the Beast, guys. It's a great movie. It's a lot going on. Well, we were just talking about it. Pulp Fiction is now up against Let the Right One In. Mm, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. That was easy. That was easy. This one I'm going to sit back and just watch Jay's head explode, I think. Oh, God. It's going to be Jaws versus... Jaws versus 12 Angry Men. Oh yeah, that's that's a brain shatterer. That is tough. You got to go first, Jay. Yeah, it's gonna be Jaws for me. It's still gonna be Jaws. Still gonna be Jaws. I know. I don't look at me like that. I get it. I get it. Both of you. No, no. I'm. I'm not not trying to give you a look. I'm. I'm honestly thinking where I'm gonna go with this. (laughs) Uh, No, for me it's Jaws. It's not even because Forever it was my favorite film. It's because of the emotions that are evoked when we put it on. When it goes on the screen and you go into that water with the first victim and that woman starts screaming, I, something happens and I am just completely captivated by the remainder of the story. I love Matt Hooper. I think Brody is great. And I, I mean, Quint, it's Quint that look, juror number eight is amazing, but he's not Quint. He's not Hooper. He maybe is better than Brody, but it's close. And when that shark pops out of the water, that is movie magic. It is. It is. On the other hand, you have the power of a room. Of a dialogue. 12 people. I know. the And ideas. Like ideas and what they represent. I'm going to go 12 Angry oh, Men. Oh, fuck you. I don't want to break this tie. Oh, you're breaking this tie. <laughs> oh. Like the staying power of this film. It was made so long ago. It still holds up. I mean, we didn't have merchandising for a film until Jaws. I have, I have, I know I have seen Jaws more often than 12 Angry Men. 100%. I think I got to go Jaws. Jaws, I think. You know why, though? You can't remake Jaws. They haven't. They've done a lot of different shark movies. They've done a lot of different shark movies. Nothing's ever touched Jaws. And they've remade 12 Angry Men like five times. And when I sometimes say, have you seen 12 Angry Men? People ask me which version. Like I'd ever be anything other than Sidney Lumet's debut. Like ever. You know, the thing about 12 Angry Men, though, is it's kind of like a play. And plays are meant to be, you know, done again and again and again. And each take brings something to it. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I have a feeling they will try to remake Jaws one day. And they'll show the shark and it just won't be Jaws. Well, that's always been the problem. That's always been the problem. Okay. The last of these matchups is Evil Dead 2 versus American History X. Oh, fuck. This one is. Look, uh, look, look. 
I love Evil Dead 2, but no way can I go yeah. Evil Dead 2 over American History X. It's American History, History X. History X for yeah, me. you're right. Like, but they're both. It had a good run. I know. I can't believe it got this far, to be <laughs> honest. But American History X. Uh, yeah, okay. American History X. Unreal. This is incredible bracket. Well, thank you so much. Well, Mark. you don't have to thank me. At this point, it's been all our decisions that, that is have true. really got us <laughs> to these final four movies here. Oh, my god! All right, so we are now in the final. Final four. Final two... four. Final four. Okay. Empire Strikes Back versus American History X. Okay, for that, I will take Empire Strikes Back. And you know what? It's because of both of you guys. But, like, Luke, I am your father. I mean, it's 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 the more important important film even though it's a sequel and it's huge i don't think that's the wrong decision empire strikes back you know i'm gonna switch gears now be and this is personal oh don't leave me up to break this tie again yeah you're breaking the tie um because okay here's the thing i don't have much emotional connection to empire strikes back i have a lot of emotional connection to american history x and so in this situation, when I look at the two films and what they represent and the fact that Empire Strikes Back is kind of now lost amidst all these Well, Star that's Wars the problem, films, isn't it? It's hard to just picture that movie and at it, that it's time. Ha- exactly. The, the first three movies as a trilogy really like you can you can put together and kind of have it as its own thing. Yep. But it's so overshadowed now by this breadth of content. Granted, you wouldn't have the content if you hadn't had this one. That being said, what you said really resonated to me that there will never be another American History there X. There will never or be another like American it. History X. And there is like now, you know, Star Wars after Star Wars after Star Wars, all chasing after the thing in this Star Wars that they can't recreate. Let's be honest. Which yep. is more of a of an argument for star wars i think i'm more just wanting matt to make this decision I'm that, not is gonna lie. Well, that is a that is like the meanest here. thing you've done already. i'm really torn because yes there's an emotional um, um, a child emotional thing that goes with empire strikes back jay's talking about there'll never be another american history x is very powerful the idea of now knowing what the final four movies is that's part of it. Part of why I'm choosing American History X is like it's the, it's the, it's, it's the dark what we horse. have left. It's it's that's it for really that and Pulp Fiction are the are the talks of of independent film. We we have two blockbusters basically against two independent films. It is not an easy because like they're they're the epitomes of of what they are right. Like American History X as an art house independent film. It's about race relations. It was made in the 90s, and it's as relevant today as it ever was. Maybe even more. Maybe more than it has been in a long time, actually. Um, Probably. And think re- rehashing the themes of it, rehashing them in the face of what we're currently living through, I don't know, feels more relevant than ever and feels more like worthy of a vote than ever. At that same time, Empire Strikes Back, it literally is and a let's- bit... A big reason why we have so much of what we're It's also the best looking Star Wars. Like everything about Empire Strikes Back is Star Wars. Yeah. Like if you think Star Wars, you think that movie, not any other movie. Of course. I 
yeah. Unless maybe you and, think of Jurek's back Ray. also has a a great example. It's not the last example, but a great example out of especially with these final four of a type of movie making that just isn't done anymore, and that's like miniatures and models. Yes, I love miniatures and models. I know building those like building those things, building those little adats and making them like oh frame by frame God. walk through the snow. Like, I didn't even think about Hoth until just now. Oh my Reaffirms God! Reaffirms Empire. And you know what's crazy about that is that you really feel I I don't know about you, but I'm really affected by CG in movies. In that, like I see it so so it it feels like I immediately, even if I don't visually see that it's CGI. Yep. Some part of me knows it's CGI. Yep. And some little part of my brain goes, "Not real, not real, not real." Look at that; it's not real, and it takes me out of the movie. That love, that type of movie making, as you said, doesn't exist. Willing anymore. to create a world with miniatures and take this painstaking and, and stop motion and all of that stuff. Unbelievable. Doesn't happen anymore. So, what's your vote, Ivana? I'm still gonna go with my vote on American History X because of the timeliness of the world, and someone's got to vote for it. It's. Somebody. I'm glad somebody is. I'm gonna go with Empire, but uh, it, that was a real tough one. Yeah, which brings us that was tough to Pulp Fiction versus Jaws. Okay, uh, for me it's Jaws. For me it's Pulp Fiction. Oh, fuck you again! (laughs) I mean, in this case, this was not the the last one was a bit unfair on my part. Yeah, yeah. this one's like just who we are as people right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not trying to give dead air. I'm just thinking here. What that's going to be like. Never ask me back for one of these, ever. <laughs> no, we all did it to us. I mean, it's so hard. It's the original blockbuster, the movie that coined the term, against the, I would say, arguably most like iconic independent film of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Well, I mean... Name mm. another iconic independent film in the same way that... Like, in the same way... No, I can't because uh, okay. of just how much it changed, how quickly it changed yeah. everything. Okay. I'm going Pulp Fiction. Jaws is gone. It's just, I, I don't even know if I can put it into words. It's just a feeling. It's just. It's like what it did to you when you watched it? A little bit. I, I mean, I've seen them both so many times. Pulp Fiction, though. Jaws probably a lot over my lifetime. Pulp Fiction, I watched so much when it came. I think it was like went to the theater a couple times, rented it, watched it like oh, just watched it, devoured it, in all the way through in bits and pieces, and and then I had to take a break from it because it was just like I was Pulp Fictioned out, and I don't think I thought about it or wanted to think about it or definitely didn't watch it for like over, like a decade or more and then rewatched again and, and fell in love with it all over again. I, I, I guess that's the only reason. Like, yeah. I think those spiel, again, going back to things we've talked about over these last four episodes is doing it first and doing it best. And those are the, though these are two different movies... And I love, like, we just talked about the shark. The reveal of the shark is amazing. It does look like an animated or a puppet shark. And not that I would ever want it to be CG at all. 
Worse if it's CG. It would be horrible. Way worse. Absolutely horrible. But if I'm looking at like movie making, there's some fault with that. Like the, the just the big ah rah, rah. So I, I think I go Pulp Fiction. But it's tough. Like I mean, yeah, Quint being eaten alive is like a scene that isn't gave me nightmares. Probably still gives me nightmares. But it's got it's got to be Pulp Fiction. I think that's a beautiful explanation. And also maybe it's just a yep. little bit of a fuck you to Jay for knocking Back to the Future off so long ago. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, well, there's a, maybe there's a little will bit Pulp that... Fiction make it through to the end I mean only time will tell but it's looking good for Pulp Fiction well here we are Pulp Fiction versus Empire Strikes Back this is the finale this is that that's that's it final two okay well I can I vote first and I'll just Wait. say this it is interesting that the final two is is an Ivana pick versus a J pick that is interesting. It did not come down yeah, to two yeah, movies we didn't from one of that. That's just a complete accident. Uh, can I? No, totally. I feel like this is an easy one for me. I'm going to pick Pulp Fiction. Of course you are. Uh, again, I they're both fantastic movies, but I have every connection to Pulp Fiction and not nearly as much. Yeah, I just want to remind our listeners that this is our favorite movies for Letters of the Alphabet up until December 8th, 2020, <laughs> and not the entire spanning universe of film. <laughs> and, and it's also only of the movies that we selected. Like, Yes. Like, we may have talked about Do the Right Thing and picked Die Hard also on top of it or something. Like, back in the day, you should go back and listen to those episodes. They're there. We did give five examples for each one and then had to narrowly choose one to go into this elimination. And here we are. Empire Strikes Back versus Pulp Fiction. Ivana's looking at me like, it's no problem. I already know what I'm picking. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, for me, it's easy. For this was, uh, there were tougher matchups earlier. I think I also know, and I'm going to get it out so I don't have to. The tiebreaker. I'm You're going to do this right now. I'm doing Empire. <laughs> doing this right now. Empire. Like, all the film nerds are going to be like, Jay, this is so easy. It's Pulp Fiction. All the Star Wars nerds are going to be like, Jay, don't do us dirty. Like, it's Empire. <laughs> you have been left <laughs> with quite a difficult choice so, here. I, I mean. It's still a tough choice. It's really tough choice. I've already done all the. The, the the math I can't I, 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 I can't explain one over the other like I've, I've said everything I've had to say about them there there's a certain artfulness in this being the final matchup we have an, the a big indie film against a big blockbuster we have a franchise against a single we have you know um, Lucas against Tarantino I mean like it feels just like the perfect ending matchup. And for us in this room, maybe not the listeners, but it's it's kind of childhood versus adulthood, teenagehood. I don't, you know, whenever you saw Pulp Fiction, like these aren't two childhood movies or or two movies later in life. Like at least for me, like this is a clear like I saw one when I was whatever eight, nine, ten years old, and another one when I was what, what's Pulp Fiction ninety four? So yep, ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was like seventeen. 
18 probably when I saw it. 17, I think I snuck into theaters to see I think this. I saw them both in and around, like, around the same time. So, though I'm still a child at 17, like, I think that that shock, like I, like I said, about Darth Vader losing his hand, the fact that the that the good guys didn't win, like, again, that is not such a, a shocking thing anymore, but was in my little mind who had grown up on, like, Disney movies and, and like, Touchstone movies and those kind of movies, like, the good guys always win. And to see them lose, those things changed me more in a way than pulp fiction did with its it's great humor and smart dialogue and you know with amazing scenes yeah it's okay so they're they're it's really writing versus spectacle what it comes down to because there's nothing spectacular about pulp fiction yes because if you put them up against each other Empire Strikes Back is stunning in comparison. Yeah, it was a bigger, harder movie to make. Make, absolutely. absolutely. But you think about Darth Vader versus Luke and those lightsabers go up in that dark vent, that chamber on the Cloud City. Yeah. That just looks better than any single frame in Pulp Fiction. So it comes down to the writing in Pulp Fiction or the way something looks. Because both stories are outstanding. Yep. Both stories are a slice in a bigger story, really. You've got this slapped in the middle of this epic, and you've got Pulp Fiction, which is really just a couple days in the life of these people, right? Of these hitmen, yeah. Does the script just... Let's go acting, too, I think. I think you got to give acting to Pulp Fiction. I mean, I'm not doing a point system. I'm just trying to work it out in my head. Well, right I mean, now, it's, it comes down to more of an emotional thing. It's definitely it's, more emotional. It's just the different elements. You know, you're right. Like, you can't go writing design. versus writing or acting hey, versus acting. Or... Weinstein wasn't involved in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, that, there's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. That, gonna, I'm not going to go. That I'm not going to do that. Though. Come on. That can't. That Come can on. involve a vote, though. On I mean, but like. if we're talking about emotion. Thinking of those things is emotional. That's true. That's true. But Uma and I, I would say the best frame shot in the, is John and Uma dancing. Vader. I think you know what your answer is. I can I see it. I know in my heart it is true. I think I know what your answer it's is. It's Empire, guys. It's Empire Strikes Back. I can't believe it's Empire. I cannot believe it's Empire Strikes Back. You sound Back. angry by that. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked to myself, but it's Empire Strikes Back. I can't believe a Star Wars movie won this whole damn thing, but it is. I'm I I'm okay with this. I'm okay with how it ended up. I think they're two great final contenders. Empire Strikes Back changed movie making history. So did Pulp Fiction. Good final matchup. It was not an easy decision. It was not an easy decision at all. Yeah, looking back at the original 52, I feel pretty confident. Yes, maybe 12 Angry Men and Jaws, maybe, on another day. You know what I mean? Like, But like, there was no way where X-Men First Class or no. Quiet Place was, was making it here. No, no, no or way. Or Dazed and Confused or uh, Up in the Air. Like, these, these movies... There's a reason why we're they are here. I mean, I was 
my biggest surprise was let the right one in and so how far I it went. I cannot believe how far it went. Yeah, but it, it made is it, a, it made it is it far. a great movie. It's, it is. It's a great movie. So I, but actually, my biggest surprise it really is American History X. That also and that how far a, that went. Even Evil surprise? Dead, I'm surprised at how far that went. Evil Dead Two is always going to go far. A bad surprise, as far as I'm concerned, though. I guess when it was up against Jaws, is that Back to the Future didn't go any further. I think Back to the Future was unfairly pitted against Jaws in the first place. It just was what it was. It and, was what it was. And I understand. I mean, we we took Jaws to that next place. We didn't have to if take... Back, yes, but if Back to the Future had been another place on the... On 100% the, would have made it further. It probably would have gone further. Absolutely. Totally, totally. Back to the Future against something else matchup. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. This was incredible matt thank you so much for joining oh guys us. don't thank me you guys got you guys got us here to the 52 i just played really scorekeeper and and chimed in every once in a while this is all you guys and this the, was great show that you guys put on absolutely brilliant you know we knew we'd have to bring in someone special to do this bracket and uh you are the most perfect person to bring in. Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you Matthew, to your podcast you host, Matt Rundell, for, for lending you to us. Yes. yes. And if you haven't yet, you must, must listen to Here's How It Goes. Yeah, it's wherever you can find podcasts. There's a Facebook page of obviously the same name. You can you can check out things there. And yeah, guys, no, thank you. This has been fun. And you know what? Thank you for listening. This was four episodes of something we've never done before. And we took you through four weeks of something you've never gone through before. And it was a lot. It, it was a lot to get here. And whether you like the ending or not, it's been a really fun ride. That's right. And um. Next time we come back, this time we won't promise one week away, uh, <laughs> we will have watched Like Crazy, which I think we said like many episodes ago now. Um, so just watch that with us. Check that out with us. We'll watch that next time. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time, friends. Do more. And watch more. Watch more.